0: One more time, thanks for leading us tonight, you guys. Okay, so, how you doing? Good? Everybody all right? Cool. Good to see you guys here tonight. Um, Tonight I'm going to share my testimony with you guys. And I was thinking about, like, what do I share? Because you think about a person's life you know, there's lots of different aspects to who we are, right? We have like, our maybe you have your school self, like that aspect of your life or certain activities that you do with your life and your church and, and all these different things. And, and we try to have God in the mix of all of that, right? God has every part of our lives, not just the church part, but our school part, our sports part, our family part, whatever that may be. And so I was thinking about, you know, sharing my testimony. How am I going to do this? What am I going to share and we'll see how this goes. So I'm just kinda, I don't know exactly where this is gonna go, but uh, I was thinking about child, my childhood and you know these formative years of our life, kindergarten through, I mean, baby, from when we're a baby to like fifth grade or whatever, these are really formative years of our life, but I don't know about you guys, well, you guys probably remember it better than I do, but I don't remember that very well. How many of you guys are like over the age of 16 and you remember pretty vividly what it was like to be in second grade? thinks okay calling out your brother okay so you guys john that's impressive man good for you so i don't remember very well what it was like um so i called someone who did i called my mom today and i was like mom what was i like at this age at at this age at this age what was my life like you know in a way like how was god moving i found out i didn't know this until recently apparently when i was like a really little baby like just months old they thought that i had asthma and later, you know, Brianna and I was talk- were talking about them. Brianna was like, it's probably just because you're in Bakersfield and the air quality is like yeah. zero there or like negative, And it's just horrible. And so my little baby lungs just couldn't handle it. She told me that um, <laughs> they, uh, they do like an x-ray of your chest when you're a baby. And because, you know, the chest x-ray, you got to like sit in a chair and they x-ray your chest. But a baby's like too little. You put a baby in a chair, it's like the baby's head doesn't even like reach it. So they had to like suspend me as a little baby like between i don't even know how to do it she told me it looked really funny they're trying to get me to cry but i thought it was hilarious but anyways i overcame the bakersfield asthma and i was all right and i do not have asthma today on august fifteenth, nineteen 1999 uh we got locked in a house and my older brother who was two and a half years old was unable to unlock the door so my mother called the fire department to uh break the door down in case something bad happened and my dad Drove home and unlocked it for us. Obviously, this is not something that I would remember. My mom said that when I was a baby, my first act of bravery was this. So in the morning, my mom would would uh, come over to me and my brother's room. My brother's about two and a half, a year and a half older than me, and we, you know, so we shared a room. And she would come over there, and uh, she would open the door for us and get us out of the room when she heard us like awake and playing in there or whatever. But she said when I was like one, one and a half years old, Tyler was never brave enough to like leave the room. He always had to wait for mom to get out of there. But she said when I was like one and a half, she she walked out the hallway cause she heard us playing or whatever. And she walks out and then she sees me and I, I open the door and I walk out the hallway like this, like like I own the whole house. Like this is like the bravest thing I have done in my life up to that point. And so, again obviously that's not something i would be able to remember i started asking theological questions at the age of four uh my mom you know we're driving in a car and i said mom if god is against fighting then why do we sing songs about being in the lord's army i don't know doesn't make sense to me my mom could not get me to do homework I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. hated learning, I hated school, I hated reading. The way that my mom got me to start to read was comic books. Do you guys like comic books? Okay, you guys like watching the movies though, right? Some movies. So, you know, she started getting me to read comic books. I love Superman and all that kind of stuff. I, I played basketball since day one. You know, as soon as I was out, I mean, my brother's first word was ball. Uh, I don't know what my first word was, but we were like, Playing on that little Tykes hoop in our room and all that stuff since we were like, since we could walk, basically. And so my dad was a basketball coach. Um, He coached varsity high school basketball at Centennial High School in Bakersfield. And he was just hardcore, man. Hardcore, all about basketball. Lived it, loved it, breathed it. Played pickup games all the time. I'm getting some feedback from this. Played pickup games all the time. And so I was just raised... uh, play basketball and I love basketball so this one time when I was in like second grade or so my mom this is when my evangelism my gift of evangelism or whatever you want to call it started kicking in my mom gets a call from the school and it's like you need to take your you got to come pick up your school your kid from school and my mom's like why And she said, well, your kid is telling other kids that they're stupid because they don't believe in Jesus. (laughs) So there's my first uh, evangelism attempt, apparently. They wanted to suspend me, but my mom uh, let them have it. So they did not suspend me uh, from school. Obviously, that's probably not the best evangelism conversation you could have. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're stupid, right? That's probably not the best. But hey, I was trying, right? It's better than not trying. Right. So in third grade, uh, this is when my mom got breast cancer. And as a, as a young kid, I've kind of shared with you guys this a little bit. I didn't you know, fully understand what was going on at that time. I think in some senses I could uh, sense the seriousness of what was going on. And, you know, she's very close to death. And as a young as a young kid, I didn't really understand that that much. Um, and obviously, I'm very thankful uh, that my mom didn't pass away. She got through it When I was in fourth grade, that's when my business side started kicking in and I, like I told you guys I was really into comics and one time on the school bus going home. There's these kids They've like made their own comic books. And I was like, oh, that looks like a good idea So I started making my own comic books and I, do, I cannot draw. I don't know why I did this It was just for fun because I like comic books and then I'd sell them in my class and our class had these things like our teacher. You guys ever had a teacher that like made you guys fake money? You guys ever do that? And he got like the treasure box or whatever. So I'd sell these comic books for the fake money so I could get more stuff like for the treasure box. I should have sold. I actually sold them a little bit for real money too. So yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, when I was in fifth grade, my, my teacher was like crazy low key, not gonna lie. But she had this thing that she had us repeat every single day. I think it's a quote from like Tim Duncan. It's good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is your better, and your better is your best. Sixth grade, I'm starting to remember things a little more. I can remember sixth grade better than all the rest of that stuff. I think my most traumatizing memory in sixth grade was my mom was substituting one of my class. Have you guys ever had like a parent substitute your class? Oh Any of you guys ever? She had a parent-teacher class. Parent-teacher. Oh yeah, you probably so identify with that. Yeah. So my mom was substituting my class as a sixth grade and she's taking attendance, she's like, Logan here, Jordan here, Amy here, blah, blah, blah. And she comes to my name and she's like, Jer-Bear. Just dead, man. The whole class thought it was like hilarious. And my little sixth grade self was like, please just God, take me now, take me now. Jesus, come back or something like horrible. So anyways, yeah, that was fun. Uh, But, you know, I was involved in a lot of different stuff. Um, You guys might think I sound kind of nerdy. My mom was reminding me of all these things that I did. Um, I was in this thing where we read books. It was called Battle of the Books. (laughs) I was in, like, the math club. I was in, like, uh, I played the football for the school. I played basketball. Um, I don't remember. Oh, I was in this play. To be honest, though, the only reason I went on the play is because I liked a girl. That was, like, in the play. That was the only reason why I was there. So, I was just, like pirate number two or whatever, like something, something lame like that. But I did a lot of different stuff. I was involved in a lot of different things and really dedicated to the sports that I was doing to the school. And I don't know why there's kind of these stereotypes that like you, if you're good at school, then you're not good at sports. If you're good at sports, then maybe you're not good at school. It's kind of like the general stereotype there, but that's just not true, right? You can be really good at school and really good at your sports at the same time. So I was like third flat fastest in my class. So wow. not wow. not that bad. But hey, I was, dude, I was a late bloomer. So I was running against kids that like, they already like, you know, hit that spurt in sixth grade. And now they're only like five feet tall, but it's okay. Shake it off. Uh, but back then that was tall, five feet. If you're five feet, man. You're like a center. <laughs> so, <laughs> so moving in to like seventh grade, now I can actually remember things. I was like, okay, my whole life I've been this guy. I don't know what I was, but I was this guy. You know, I did Awanas growing up in church, memorizing scripture. That was really good for me. Uh, Parents made sure that we were always in church every Wednesday, every Sunday. Didn't matter if I had a basketball game that Sunday to drive out to Lindsay, California to play in a club game or whatever. My parents got us to church. We went to the 8 a.m. service. We went to Wednesday night Awanas to learn scripture. And so they're ingraining in us faith, ingraining us the importance of learning the word of God, no matter what we do in life, and not at a detriment, uh, not, not treating other things in life, other good things like basketball, to make that a detriment to my faith as well. So seventh grade, for some reason, I just had like this idea in my brain that when I'm a seventh grader, that's when girls are gonna start to like me. It didn't happen, it did not happen show up to seventh grade and I got this like, this outfit, man. I don't even know. I'm trying to remember what the, what the shirt said. It was a Nike shirt. Man, I wish I had it. There's a picture somewhere. But I had like this, this black and green Nike shirt, these green Nike athletic shorts. I had like this black and green Adidas backpack that was so big that I could like fit in it. You could fit like three backpacks in this backpack, and kids literally made fun of me for this backpack. So I got really insecure about my backpack. But but anyways, so seventh grade was a trip. Um, eighth grade, by that point, I was pushing like five foot four. So I was like, okay, like I'm almost average height now. Um, my stupid friends thought it was funny, to call me leprechaun, which is kind of messed up, but whatever, shake it off, right? I like to play, you know, in seventh and eighth grade, something that was unique is, I was able to try out for the open team for basketball. So uh, that was different, right? All the teams I played for before, you just kind of, you're part of the team, but to be able to try out for a team and and get on there and and play, uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of great friends in eighth grade, and then we all moved to different high schools and stuff like that. Going into freshman year of high school is around the time that I started to take my faith more seriously. I had this moment where I think I rededicated my life to Christ. I'd, I was baptized and saved earlier at a younger age, just the growing up in the church, the faith that my parents modeled, and all those different things. Faith that my grandparents modeled. But I rededicated my life to Christ when I was 14 years old. It was July 2012. And so, and by the way, I was born 24 years ago today, so that's kind of why I'm sharing my testimony today. But July of 2012, I rededicated my life to Christ, and from there, God kind of placed some new desires in my heart that just weren't there there before. I started to have uh, a desire to, like, see lost people get saved, which I was like, this is a little weird because my whole life is like I'm growing up in the church. My faith is my personal relationship with God, but the truth is something Pastor Elijah said before is like, This isn't about having a personal relationship with God. God doesn't wanna have a personal relationship with you. He wants to have a public relationship, a public relationship with God where you're sharing your faith with others. People know you're a Christian. It actually makes a difference in your life. Somebody looks at you and they look at someone that does not have this faith and they can actually tell a difference. And the difference being primarily your passion for Christ, your passion for the gospel, that people can be saved from their sin. And so God started to generate this in my heart. And I moved up from the middle school ministry uh, to the high school ministry in my church. The the high school pastor was uh, Jeremy Doyle. And so we were doing this thing on Tuesday nights, we called it visitation. And what the adults would do is like, go visit people at their houses that were in their small groups. But what we would do is we would go to the local colleges, CSUB, Cal State Bakersfield, and uh, Bakersfield College, and we'd share the gospel with college students on this campus. And so it might sound a little intimidating, like just going up to random college students when you're like 14, like, hey, you want to hear about like God and stuff, right? Let's, let's talk about that. But it taught me how to communicate effectively with people. It taught me how to share the gospel with people. And it gave me tools that I needed to share the gospel, not just about this visitation thing or a mission trip or whatever I went on, but with my friends at school. So I was able to have gospel conversations with people that, I knew uh, whether they'd be on my basketball team, in my classes, or or whatever that was. Throughout high school, um, specifically throughout my freshman year, I kind of felt God's pull on my heart to go into ministry. My youth pastor had mentioned it to me. Uh, My mom brought it up. I didn't know this, but apparently my mom thought that I'd either be a a uh, a lawyer, a pastor, or a prisoner. So, I was, I ended up being one of those, right? Not a prisoner. Um, So, basically, I lost my train of thought there. Where was I? Prisoner. Prisoner. That's not even on here. See, I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay. Oh, anyway, so yeah, visitation, share the gospel. To be honest, low-key, I probably went there because there's, like, free food. So, we get free food. Then go share the gospel. But I was there. Whatever. It still counts. Um, building up treasure in heaven. But God was just putting this on my heart. I went on this mission trip freshman year, spring break to Indio. I would love to take you guys on a mission trip for a spring break mission trip, but you guys all have different spring breaks. What's the deal with that? I don't know. But anyway, so we went to this place called Indio, California. Uh, It was pretty hot. We did like a vacation Bible school and everything like that there. But through this experience and through everything that was building up, I felt God's call on my heart, on my life to pursue him vocationally in ministry. And it came specifically to this specifically to this trip. You guys can see a picture here if it loads. I'm sorry, it's loading. Buffering. There we go. So this is the first time I ever preached in my life. So there was probably a group of like thirty or so like kids. We're doing like a VBS there, and Pastor Jeremy was like, "Hey, Jared, you want to like preach the gospel?" And I was like, "Sure." So <laughs> I did that, and uh, some kids got saved and. It was a, a pretty cool experience. So there you go. I'm glad somebody got a picture of it. First time I ever uh, openly preached the gospel to people. And so through that experience, I really felt God was calling me to go into ministry. And throughout high school, I was given different opportunities through uh, like mission trips. God was growing me through mission trips, through camp, uh, through sharing the gospel with people. I can show you guys a picture of this next one. I got one mission trip picture, a couple of camps. So. Here we go, I got a couple Mega Relay pictures for you guys on there. It's me holding the flag up there. Yes, I'm wearing short shorts. It was this thing like, I don't know, this is being recorded. But anyways, at Fuge, at Mega Relay, we would wear short shorts for some reason. So there's the reason for that. And then this pic- picture up here, that is not a green screen, that is actually Alaska. So we did a little mission trip to Anchorage, Alaska and, and stuff like that. So um, through these experiences, God was just kind of growing me and it was pretty cool. God was growing me in that calling. Does that mean everything was perfect? No, everything was not perfect. I was dealing with my own brokenness. I was dealing with my own insecurities. I was dealing with my own problems. Throughout this time as well, um, my family had other medical issues with my dad uh, having multiple sclerosis and going from a normal, healthy guy to in a wheelchair. That happened within a span of about like three years or so uh, while I was in high school. And so that affects, you know, our whole family. It it affects me, my own walk, my spiritual walk, just how I was able to deal with that. And so during this time, it's not like everything is all perfect and I'm always on fire for God and, and like leading people to Christ. Like, no, sometimes I was a little punk, right? Sometimes I messed up. Sometimes I made mistakes. I had my own brokenness in lots of areas of my life. So after high school went to college and I wanted to get, I kind of wanted to like be my own person and just get away from home. And so I went pretty far. I went to this place called Wheaton College, which is out in Illinois and is like super cold there. Don't, just don't go there. It's nice, but just don't, it's freezing. If you like like negative 10 degree wind chill, like cutting through your bones, then go, go to Chicago. God bless you. But I gotta tell you though, Chicago deep dish pizza, that that is good stuff. That is really good stuff. So because I was at Wheaton College, I was actually in Chicago area when the Cubs won. And so people were like burning trash in the streets and going crazy. And I was like, who cares, it's baseball, whatever. So <laughs> gotta do a little baseball roast in there. <laughs> Josh agrees with me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The only worst thing is soccer. Oh! Wow. <laughs> That's actually a close one for me. I don't know. Baseball or soccer. Okay. Moving on. I just lost like this whole group over here. They all hate me now. Okay. So, oh, also basketball. I got a couple of pictures for you guys. So this is junior year. Uh, and this is senior year. Um, so, junior, like, starting out a game. This tall guy right here, this guy's name is Dathan. This guy would dunk on literally everybody. Like, I swear. Like, kids, like, he would go up for a dunk. Kids would, like, jump up, try to block him. He literally kneed a kid in the face. And his whole face was bleeding. Because he kneed him in the face when he dunked on him. Like, that kid's career was over. So, anyways, good times, good times. And yeah, that was, like, senior night. So, there you go. Young, good looking Jared back then. Okay. Next, um, I transferred from Wheaton College to California Baptist University. And that is where I met my bride, Brianna Lamson. And so um, I actually found this picture right here. This is the first time me and Brianna ever hung out. I was like on Snapchat or whatever. I was like, hey, Snap story or whatever it was. That's that, the first time me and Brianna ever hung out. I'm actually surprised I found that picture. This picture right here, getting engaged, that's at Mount Rubido. It's this place that Brianna and I would like to go on a little hike up there. And, of course, we had our first wedding dance on a basketball court because ball is life, right? So, yeah, you know, going to CBU, while I was at CBU, was a great experience. Me and Brianna, we're dating, we're getting to know each other. Um, we met uh, second half of freshman year, and so we dated all the way up until... We got engaged January of junior year, got married summer before senior year, and so yeah, good times. And then also, uh, summer of 2017, I worked at Fuge Camps maybe you heard of it. And then, uh, fall of it was about November, December ish of 2017, I got hired to work at a church called You Life Community Church, and that was like my first youth pastor position, and so. You know, this church was very small. So this is like how big the youth group was. It was like, you know, maybe 10 or so kids that you guys can see right here. Um, But it was a really good growing experience for me. And then also one summer during 2019, I worked at Valley Baptist Church. And so it was pretty cool for me to be able to work at a very small church and also a very large church. That's me in the Ant-Man costume right there. That's actually Pastor Jeremy on the ground. So what happened, just to give you some context. So middle school VBS, that's what this is right here. Middle school VBS. And so, it was superhero themed. I was Ant-Man. And I was like, we're trying to do something cool, like for the skit." So, I was like, okay, like I can jump over people or whatever a little bit. And so, we had this plan where I was going to jump over Thor. It was Luke Neighbors. And, um, you know, he was like probably 6'2 or whatever. So, I had to like really try, right? That was the plan. But at Family Baptist, when it comes to VBS, they just don't go according to plan. So... What happened is we're we're up there and then Jeremy's like, hey, we should have him jump over Jason, like on stage in front of everybody. And of course I'm Ant-Man, so I can't be like, no, like I have to pretend like I have like superpowers or whatever, right? And so Jason is like over 6'5", okay? So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like, I'm just, (laughs) this, this is gonna suck. I'm just gonna like hit myself. I'm gonna like jump up. It's just bad, okay? So I was really stressing out. But the VBS adrenaline really helped me, and I cleared Jason, and I did not injure myself too bad on the way down. So that's the backstory behind this picture right here, in case you're wondering. So anyways, those are some kind of the ministry stuff that I did. I worked at New Life for about two and a half years. During ministry, there's good times. There's some really bad times. And I'm thankful Brianna was there for all of it. You know, Brianna's my ministry partner. She was serving uh, with me back then. She's obviously serving here now. And so we went through some big changes and just some hard stuff and crazy kid drama and crazy leader dra- Like all this stuff. God was shaping me through the hard times. I had, we had personal stuff going on. Like it was just hard times. It was really difficult, but God was faithful through it all. And yeah, I'm surprised how good every my, my life worked out. So it was kind of a God thing. So with that, after, see, I was still working at New Life. Fast forward, it's 2020. And then I'm starting to look into full-time positions. You know what's crazy is so Pastor Elijah came from Valley Baptist, which is, which is where I'm from. And like randomly, before this job was ever posted, my dad was like, you know what would be cool? It was like, maybe you could work for Pastor Elijah down San Diego. I was like, oh yeah, like sure, that'd be cool. And then like a month, two months later, this job got posted. So that was kind of crazy coincidence. But anyways, yeah, I got hired uh, here at Summit Point Church. And Brianna and I, we moved down and now we are here with you guys. So I have this next picture. You gotta help me out here. <laughs> okay. So, up there in the top left, you see that's we loaded our stuff up in that little van. We drove down here, and here you guys are. So, this is the chapter of life that we're in right now. We love being here. We love being here in San Diego with all you guys. And I got some different stuff like our costume night, and great all nighter, and winter camp, summer camp, beach days, ending careers at RV Park. <laughs> stuff like that so yeah we graduated cbu and came down here um <laughs> oh, man so it's just we love being here man it's just such a blessing uh to be here to be able to do ministry for you guys to preach for you guys to to help walk you through this time of life this is such a crucial time of life uh that you're all in and man i just thank god so much for you guys and just for the opportunity to be here with you guys And so, that's part of my life. That's not like every little detail of every little thing because we don't have all day. But I want to share with you guys just a couple of life lessons that I've learned that I hope could be helpful to you. Only care about the opinions of God and people who love you. Only care about the opinions of God and people who love you. I don't know if I call it the opinions of God as much as just the truth of God because God doesn't have an opinion. God is truth, right? But, you know... I remember when I was, especially like in middle school and high school. I just cared so much what people thought about me, that they didn't, these people didn't even love me. These people didn't even know me, you know. I cared about the pins pins of people that I didn't even really know, and it's kind of weird looking back on it. And I know right now, like while you're in it, it seems like a big deal that people. To have this image for people and people want to see you this way as being like this cool kid or this popular kid or whatever but dude i promise you i promise you after that bell rings senior year it's over nobody cares nobody cares at all nobody cares how popular you were nobody cares what kind of car you drove in fact looking back on it, the nicer car you drove the more you know, when you're in high school, it's like, oh, that just got a cool car. Like, that's so dope or whatever. But, like, looking forward in life, like, the cool cars are the ones that kids, like, save up and, and earn themselves and stuff like that. And so just looking back on things, like, the stuff that people think is so cool right now, I promise you nobody's going to care about, like, three years from now. And so I guess the point is, like, if, it's, if you're not going to be thinking about it five years from now, don't waste five minutes on it. Just don't. Only care about the opinions of people who love you. About people that want to pour into your life. Don't care about the opinions of people that are just toxic. Okay? So that's one life lesson that I've learned. Next one. God is faithful always. God is always faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 If we are faithless, he remains what? Faithful. For he cannot deny himself. It is God's character to be faithful to you. Maybe you've had... Times in your life where people have not been faithful to you. Maybe you've been burned. Well, God's not like that. God is faithful to you even when you are faithless. Scripture explicitly says when we are faithless. It doesn't say when we are better, when we are good enough. It says, no, we when we are faithless failures, he is faithful because he can't deny himself. That's who he is. That is part of his character. It's not just that God chooses to be faithful, certainly he does, but that God is faithful. It's part of his very, the essence of who he is. It's part of his being. And so for you guys in your life, with all your struggles that you're going through, remember that God is faithful to you. Remember the times when you fall short, that God is still faithful to you, and God still wants to welcome you with open arms, no matter where you're at. The next thing and the last thing, this is, this is a verse that I would always turn to, all throughout. High school, I'd say especially, but this is one of my top life verses. Is like Micah chapter seven, verse eight. Rejoice not over me, O mine enemy. Though I fall, I shall arise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Here's the point. Let's get back up. Get back up. You're gonna fall. You're gonna have failures in your life. It's inevitable. You're gonna fail, and you're gonna fail a lot. You're gonna fall down a lot, time and time and time and time again, especially if you're trying to walk with Christ. You're going against the pattern of the world, right? You're trying to walk with Christ, there's gonna be things against you that are trying to tear you down. But then you can say this verse when you fall down, not if, but when you fall down. Because when you fall down, It's like you hear the enemy's voice in your mind saying, you can't get back up. You can't do this over and over and over again, but you can speak the truth of the word of God into your situation and say, my enemy, you can't rejoice over me because you haven't won. I can rejoice because Christ has won. His victory is my victory. And just like he rose from the grave, even though I fall, I shall arise. Even though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Don't give up. Never give up. God never gives up on you. So don't give up on yourself. Sometimes we give up on ourselves, you think, I oh, mean, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I'm just going to stop trying. Look, God isn't giving up on you ever. So don't give up on yourself. Get back up, no matter what life throws at you. And get people in your corner to help you do that as well. And so that's what I wanted to share with you guys tonight. Uh, Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and all the students that were able to make it here tonight. God, I pray that there's just something that spoke to someone here tonight. um, Where they're at, God about how they can walk with you, how they can seek you, God. Lord, we know that ultimately everything comes back to you, comes back to the cross, that we are saved by your blood, by what you've done for us, God. We thank you that you are faithful, even when we are faithless. God, I pray that you would help the students in this room, not to care about what other people think, but to care about what you think and and those that they love, those that love them think, those that value them and want the best for them. God, we pray that you would help us to give back up every single time that we fall. If there's any student here tonight that needs to get back up, God, that you would give them the motivation by your spirit to do that. Just like you rose from the grave, God, we can rise up again and again and again and again because Jesus is alive and our hope is in that. And as long as our hope is in that, we're gonna keep pressing forward no matter what comes in our life. So I pray tonight for the students in this room that they would just keep pressing forward in their pursuit of you. And I ask this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen.